This episode is brought to you by Bullet Wealth. It's a new YouTube channel. It's got a lot of interesting facts about like financial advice. It's hosted by Scott Merrick. He's the owner of Maya Wealth, a wealth management company. And so he has the experience and the know-how. It's very entertaining. You can get a nice little financial segmented education if you go to Bullet Wealth on YouTube. Check it out. This episode is also brought to you by Sheath, the underwear of legends. It is the underwear with the dual pouch system. One pouch for one part of the male anatomy, another for the other part of the male anatomy. Not only is the underwear the most comfortable underwear you'll ever wear, but it also has the most stylish designs and patterns. The fabrics actually have a cooling effect when you put them on for the very first time. Your body will thank you because it's one of the hottest parts of your body. So cooling it down with these special fabrics that Sheath provides is a nice experience. The proof is in the pudding. We have a 100% money back guarantee on the very first pair. If you don't like it, we'll send you your money back. Go to sheathunderwear.com, use promo code RPG and save 20%. We appreciate your support. Back to the show. Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheath. A Time Wheel Production. All right. We have the shortened intro there. How you doing, Jesse? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we'll get right into it, if you don't mind. I, I don't mind. So I heard... The way to stop a school shooting, you know, be with Uvalde and whatnot, was to get rid of all men because all school shooters are male. Who, who suggested that? Uh, well, but I know it, it was kind of joking, obviously, but it's, you know, obviously absurd. I mean, it would work if it, yeah. I, mean, I guess you'd have to you'd have to juggle your uh, your priorities. It's like so, yeah, yeah, school shootings would end. And then I feel like uh, the end of the human race as well. So, yeah. So we could just end it all. There you go. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're talking about sperm banks and and you know using semen or sperm to repopulate the world. And, uh, and you know, it would have to be some kind of Amazonian like uh, super or uh, Wonder Woman scenario. Yeah. So they would. So they would have us all just bank enough semen to like to you know get them going again but they're like just the current the current state of males on earth let's just eradicate them yeah and then but then there'd be new males and what are they going to kill the male babies yeah i don't feel like the new ones are going to be any better than the current ones i feel like uh biological wiring may be the problem as opposed to uh conditioning yeah it i mean yeah we're bre we're made that way i don't know there's some there's definitely wires loose in some of us there's so many people there starts to be like mutations where shit just um goes haywire you know like not everybody's perfect and obviously this dude was very disturbed to do what he did yeah i can't even i mean i, I can't even make heads or tails of uh mm -mm. Of a thing like that where it's like 
you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like for me, I, I have a lot of guns, but I really actually, I don't know, for, for some reason, I, I don't have any issue with them. If they want to raise the limit, you know, the age limit to 21, I have no issue with that even a little bit because, and my wife actually made a really good point about this. She's like, if you want to stop having people shoot up schools, stop selling guns to people who are in school. And uh, like when I was 18, 19, I was, I thought I was going to be like Al Capone and John Gotti. And I was going to be this gangster. I had this vision in my head of what I learned in, in movies or whatever. And, I mean, it's like Scarface. I honestly thought I was going to be like this kingpin at the time, which was insane. So I was, I was an eight, insane 18 year old, like selling Coke and mushrooms and shit. And, and, uh, Luckily, I ended up getting arrested and like stalled that whole pr the progress from that, and I utilized my energies elsewhere. But um, yeah, maybe we wait till you're like 25, where your brain is fully developed a little yeah. bit or something. Yeah, I mean, I I just think like I don't know, 25 might be a little bit old, maybe, but 21 feels reasonable. It's like because here's here's kind of my position on it is like. If you're an 18, because I'm not saying that an 18 to 21 year old shouldn't be able to own a gun. I'm just saying you should like the, the kind of 18 to 21 year old that I am comfortable with owning a gun has a responsible person that will go in and help buy it for them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like these loner kids that end up lighting up the schools, they don't have anybody that would buy them a gun. Right. They're, they're weirdos that don't have any friends. Uh, they, like they haven't even in many cases, they probably haven't even spoken to their parents, you know, and like, it's like their parents don't know what they're, you know, Oh, he went, you know, he's in his room. Oh, he'll get friends when he goes to call. They have no idea what they're doing. Like, it's like, wow. So a kid like that comes out there. all, Hey, I want to get an assault rifle. They'll be all, uh, yeah, I'm not buying you a fucking assault rifle kid. Yeah. No, <laughs> not today. Uh, yeah. Well, so, uh, you know, in Israel, you have to get a doctor's note saying that you're mentally and physically yeah. healthy and I, I i don't i'm not and i don't disagree with that um you know like yeah but having having even having a parent or somebody kind of vouch for you at, at that age i know the problem with raising the age limit is the same as like raging like whatever i think it had to do with alcohol but it's 21 for alcohol but they're saying like if you can go to fight for your country and die for your country you should be able to drink alcohol you should be able to own a gun etc I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, they, they, they have some kind of psych evals in, in the military. Like they some, do, they don't just hand a, you know, an M4 to like any 18 year old that walks in there off the street. No. And you go, you get a lot of training beforehand yeah. and maybe they can assess your mental stability in the process. And if it seems like, you know, like now I'm thinking of full metal jacket where I was just thinking the same thing, whatever the dude shot himself in the bathroom, private pile. Yeah. <laughs> He, he got, anyways, he got really fit and he was doing really good. I don't know why he lost it on graduation day. Come on, dude. You were like, yeah, like he's, well, he's like, I think they were, they were trying to, they were trying to show a message that the perfect soldier is insane. I think it's kind of like what they're, that, that's kind of like, at least I've never heard anybody say that, but I'm pretty sure that's kind of the metaphor that they were getting at. Cause like, cause you know, he was the softest, worst recruit ever. Right. And then they beat the shit out of him. They code redded him. And then, uh, and then all of a sudden he just snapped and, and suddenly he's the best soldier. And then he ends up murdering everyone. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, 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 the drill sergeant. Yeah. The drill sergeant. He, 
he pushed him, but like I remember my drill sergeants were like, you're never going to make it out of basic training. You suck. I hate, they literally like, I hate you to me while, and like while I'm doing push ups. And I knew it was just like a game. I don't, and, and whether they hated me or not, I don't. I don't think they cared enough about me to hate me. And it really, it pushed me to excel. And I mean, I, w I came out, I went in soft too. And I went, I came out ahead of my class and at least physical fitness, I beat everyone in the whole battalion. I like to tell everyone that. That's fucking awesome. You it was awesome. I got like an honor grad and I got all these coins and all these generals were handing me coins for, you know, excellence and physical fitness. Challenge you know, they, uh, what kind of coins? Are they challenge coins? No, like, they're like I, I don't. I should have. I have them everywhere, but um, they're just like um, battalion coins or company coins. So the, the, whatever general or whatever company that general was uh, ahead of, it, you know, that it had it has like AAA, which anytime, anywhere, any place, you know, whatever. That was Charlie Group. I was in Charlie Group and AIT. I won it again. Anyways, um, they, you should also. In Israel, they get because I was like everyone carries guns in Israel. Do they have mass shootings there like as much as we do? And I think the answer is no. But the people you have to get training during you know you have to go through like a, a training. You can't just go buy a gun because you yeah. can just have no record here. Like you know you've never got caught doing anything, and you can go get a gun. But there should be a little bit more involved. I think. I agree. And I, yeah. I mean, this is, this is what I think, honestly, is I think that our, I think that our, our country and our political system in, in basically every category suffers from, suffers from this, this belief system that the other side has bad intentions. And so basically like when you're trying to fix anything or you're trying to like, you know, look at an issue, it's like, okay, well maybe we could change this. It's, it's, I feel like we look at everything the way that you would negotiate a contract. Like, so you, I mean, obviously, you know, you run a business, you know, you get a, you get a draft contract, right. And you look at it and then you're like, okay, so how would my worst enemy use this language against me? And so it's like, so that's the way that you kind of negotiate contracts. You're like, look, this, what this actually says right here is if we hit this threshold, you could just choose not to pay us, you know? And then like, and they're like, oh, okay. And you know, on the other side, they're not planning on doing that. It's just like, look, that's what this says. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we try to problem solve in the country, it's the exact same thing. So like, as an example, you know, we go, so like when you were talking about the psych evals, you know, and, and I've obviously considered that and as a completely reasonable way forward also, but then the other part of me is like, well, who's going to decide what medical person clears them? And are there going to be yes. clear guidelines? Because in California, they could just stick a bunch of doctors in there that are like, nope, you're not medically cleared. It's like, yep. why? They're all, you're crazy. You're right? a man. All, you just can't own a gun in California. So it's like, you know, that's why I think like raising the age to 21, it's like they pass all these bills with all of these provisions, all of these things, this huge sweeping bill that's never going to get through. And it's like, how about you just, how about you dumb it down? So something actually gets done and just raise the age to 21. Like, how about like, that's it. Something super simple. Something, yeah. That's, like, that's it. Raise it to 21. The last, like Parkland, 18 years old. You know, this guy, 18 years old. Wow. The guy in Buffalo, 18 years old. Wow. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, to me, no, that's, it, it, it would your solution have solved for any of these things that we're trying to solve for? And the, it raise it to 21 solves those three. Boom. You know, yeah. at least it raise it to 19, at least one year older of maturity. But 21 sounds reason, you know, like that's just a common age where we start saying you're totally 
legal to drink and whatever. Like Rittenhouse, and and obviously, like you know, I mean, in his situation, who knows what what would have happened that night if he if he wasn't caring, like if they would have singled him out to attack him in the first place. Yeah. But given that they did single him out, it's lucky that he had his gun. Yes. Because they would have he they would have beat him within an inch of his life if not killed him. But when you look at him, he's a baby, dude. Yeah. That's what the team looks like. They're fucking babies. I know. Yeah, it's weird. I have a 21-year-old daughter, and she looks like a baby. And, you know, it's like, wait a minute. You're supposed to, you know, you could be like a supermodel on Victoria's Secret, but you're just, she's my baby. But that's, so that's different. But Rittenhouse does, yeah, it's very similar, like, you know, chubby cheeks and just a little doughy. He hadn't quite fully formed in his body yet. I... See, I think somebody maybe gave, handed him a gun. I, there was some some uh, controversy on how he got that, like his mom or something. It was his. It was his friend's dad bought it for him and held it for him. So he had it when he was seventeen, and yeah. he would. The guy kept it in a safe, you know, in at his place or whatnot. But like, <laughs> that is, you know, it's just bullshit. it's one of those things, like that's it's in all of these things. All of these things track back to the fact that you can't trust anything. Like you can't trust anything. Like there's, you know, if, if if everyone's sources of information are tainted one direction or the other, then there's no way to make heads or tails of any issues or negotiate or anything. Cause you're just like, you know, you're looking at, you're looking at two completely different, same incident, but you know, the two sides that are trying to negotiate with each other. I mean, like the, everyone on the left honestly believed that, that Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. They believed yeah, he killed. Yeah. Oh, they all that thought was the so victims were black. They thought that he went in there and shot a bunch of Black Lives Matter protesters. Right. And it was a, and it was a white guy who had gotten out of prison for, for you know, being a, a word that you don't like, YouTube doesn't like, that diddles kids, except yeah. the most extreme version of it. Yeah. The guy was a, he's a child predator. He's white. Yeah. He attacked him. No one was black. It's like, how 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 do they even get away with that? How do you paint him as a white supremacist? They just because he was at a Black Lives Matter rally or protest, and they they, they don't mention the color of the victims. They just you know he shot three Black Lives uh, rally members or whatever, yeah. and then you would just assume that they were black. And yeah. but they were there. I feel like those people were there, like looting and setting fire to whatever. 100%. So they were they were uh, they have video of. Like I, uh, you know, not to completely derail this conversation, but I, my theory, honest to God, after, cause I watched a fair amount of that trial. Cause that was like, after I realized I didn't really pay that close attention to it when it happened. But then once the trial was happening and I watched all of the footage and I knew, I knew exactly what happened. I saw, like, I knew like there was, there was not one bit of that incident that I didn't understand, you know? Right. And I will say like the second two guys that got clipped, it's possible well, the one guy that got, you know, his arm shot and the other one and the one that got his arm shot, maybe not so much, but like, it's possible that the guy who got killed, the second guy, he might not have been a bad actor. Like he might've really thought that he was going after an active shooter. Like it's possible that that's what he thought, mm, you know, because yeah. they were like, that guy just shot a guy and he's running down and he chases him down. He, like these people don't understand like this, like they're, they're living online. They've never faced down a, a hot firearm. It's like, Dude, the guy is carrying a. Like they just said that he shot a guy, and you're gonna run out, run up on him with a skateboard. He's gonna smoke you. Like he's gonna. Yeah, smoke. they're playing a video game or some shit. Exactly, but like, but like, uh, but I think when the DA looked at the details of this case, and they looked at all of it, they looked at the same stuff as us. 
I think that they were like, there is no fucking way I'm putting this kid in jail for life. I think they threw that case. I think that the way that that DA approached that case was to intentionally lose and expose the reality of the case to the public. Because oh first of all, why was it all publicized? Why was it, why was it, why was it on TV? And, and there were, there were times like the guy's closing argument. He was like, so the guys, so the guy just did 12 years in prison. Like, so there are 10, 10 episodes of him screaming the N word on video. So there's a video of him lighting a dumpster on fire and then trying to light a gas, you know, a gas station on fire. Does that mean, and I'm like, why would you say that if you're trying to win the game? Uh, you know? uh, I like it. It's well, crazy. and that's what, that's like a, a you know, a DA, like kind of taking the law into his own hands and taking yes. advantage of his position. And I like, I mean, I feel like if someone's truly innocent and a DA knows it and the police know it, like, throw throw the case. I, I mean, if you need, they couldn't drop the case without yeah. the city's burning down. That's that's what I think. I think their dilemma was like, if we if we just say it's self defense, given what the media said about this, they're going to burn our city down again. Because like, if you really watch the video of what Kenosha looked like. It's one, it was insane. When I saw it, I was like, I had no idea that there was this level of destruction and carnage. The whole city was on fire. It's insane. Yeah. That's why, and that's why he was supposedly going there to kind of protect one yeah. of the car dealerships and just kind of patrol. And um, so that whole, every, yeah, uh, the, the way the media twists everything is, is insane. Like the way that one, like not too long after that, some guy runs his car into a parade and kills a bunch of people. And there's like a rogue car run, you know, kills a bunch of people in a parade. And it's just like the car killed the people. Yeah. They don't care. They're, I mean, it's all, it's like all agenda driven because then, you know, with, Kyle, they're like this white supremacist is you know, killed a bunch of people at a Black Lives rally. The way they word it, they know what they're doing, and I think it's all to foment like dis uh, dissent or not like yeah. hey, want us to fight amongst ourselves so that we don't pay attention to what what they're doing. Essentially. I hundred percent agree with that. I think the entire concept now of Democrat versus Republican is a complete facade for that exactly. Mm -hmm. They've been mm -hmm. doing it for hundreds, if not thousands of years. You split the population to fight against each other so they don't focus there. Because if the, you know, if the groups united, yep. then they don't have power anymore. You know, right. like the power comes from the lack of unit, you know, uh, unity among, among the population. And so it's like, because, and I basically came to this realization a because that's exactly what I would do if I was them. But also, yeah, if you look at if you look at like, okay, so we had Trump, Trump. You know, throw Trump out actually because he's kind of like an anomaly. But like, you got Obama, you've got Bush, you've got Clinton, you got other Bush, you got Reagan, you got Jimmy Carter. Like, well, and then Jimmy Carter is kind of an anomaly in the other yeah. Out of all of those years, four to eight years out of all those guys, what what changed structurally in terms of how we approach military, how we approach pharmaceuticals and medical and all that stuff, how we approach insurance, how we approach finance and Wall Street? Nothing. Zero. Nothing changed at all. So yeah. they do like these fringe, these fringe things to grab a hold of. And it's like, oh what, you don't you don't think a woman should have the choice to have an abortion? And they're like, it's my body, my choice. No. Oh, well, it's, it's a baby. And then they're like, oh, what's another one? They're all here. Uh, 
racism. Go here. It's like throwing throwing meat to mm-hmm. like a, a group of dogs. That and none of this shit means anything. Like there's like racism. So what what there's there's a way to fucking solve that problem that like one party is going to have and the other one does. It's fucking ridiculous. One yeah. party's gonna solve racism. It's like, well, we care about racism and they don't. You're like, who says they don't fucking care? It's just bullshit to make it seem like there's a difference between the two parties and there isn't. Yeah, it's it's so absurd. I mean, they're like ending slavery is one thing. You can yeah. you can quantify that, but ending racism is something like people have in their minds and it might just be this tiny little preference. Not even like racist in the sense like I hate you. It's just like I'm if I'm a, I would prefer to hang out with people that I identify with more because I just do. I don't know why. And I was, I've been in jail. I've been in the army and in both instances, everybody like self segregates for whatever reason. And there's intermingling amongst the groups as they, we see fit, you know, but over like, it just birds of a feather flock together are birds racist. Like what the fuck? Yeah. They don't hate each other. My theory on that, and you know what, though, honestly, I was good. At least partially, what my theory is is like in military and prison, the two things that those have environment, have, like the, the environments have in common, is they're both harsh environments where there's like a threat of violence around. And so, like the the instinct that all of us have to tribe up is is a is an evolutionary one from us to protect ourselves against violent threats. And so, you go throw somebody in jail, and they need to figure out who's who their team is fast. And there's one way to look and I get, it's like, okay, I guess those guys are my squad, you know? And then like, uh, and the same thing in military also, but, but then like also dude, honestly, like in high school, like everybody plays on the same basketball team, but then at the lunch table, you know, all the brothers sit together and like all the white dudes sit they're like, they're friends. Like we're we're still friends. friends. Yeah. We're still friends over here and they sit over there. And it's like, it would like be, at least when I was in high school, like it would have been like bizarre for me to just go sit, even though I'm friends with all of them. Like it would right. be bizarre for me to go sit there. I mean, no one would have like cared. Otherwise, it would just be like, "What's he doing over there?" Yeah, you know what I mean, what's this white boy doing over here? Yeah, but he's cool, and like he's it was always cool. Boy, but like you sit yeah. over there, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's how. I mean, you got M and M's, and I, the rapper. Um, yeah. I, I was. I lived, I grew up in middle Georgia, and it was like fifty percent black and fifty percent white. And again, yeah, we kind of like the there was even the towns were like kind of segregated on the other side of the railroad tracks, just like in the stereotypes, literally called Tumorsville, which is a strange name to name a black part of town. Like it was a tumor or something, but I, I actually would go over there and I'd play basketball with them and we'd like smoke cigarettes and hang out and talk shit. And then every now and then you get in a fight. And then after you get in a fight, you met, you're like, now you're friends more than you were. And but like just they have the constant cries for racism. It's like for me, who's grew up in a part of the country where it's like very racially mixed, I'm like, you guys must have never really been around black people to think that there's all this like so-called racism because we get along, you know, we got along fine. I, I, I really believe that a, an enormous amount of the like the activist side of this, like the the really passionate, like it there's racist comes from people where if you were like, hey, how many black friends do you have? Exactly. And then they would be no. like, they would be like, well, and they, you know, they might be able to rattle off someone who's who's also an activist that they've connected, you know, they've connected 
over the activism. But if you're like, what do you know about, like, really, like, what do you know about them? Like, they, like they don't, they don't have, because like to people, because same with me. Like some of my really, really like closest, closest friends are black, and I never, like everyone, like I don't even think about it. And then every once right. in a while, like, like you know, they'll say something. I'm like, dude, that's right. That's fucking weird, man. You're black. You have to deal with that shit. You know, yeah. like, it just doesn't yeah. even like doesn't even cross my mind. You know, because like. Yeah, and I know, like some there's there is a weird like sub subversive racism. It's usually like old, like super old white dudes, maybe, and that are and they're you know they're like they'll do this weird look, they'll like give them a weird look or stare too long or or you know it, that. But that's like the level of racism I think that is like exists. And then the black guy, you know, they feel that like what the fuck are you looking at, psycho, like. Let me like, and that exists, but it's also not aggressive. You know, it's not violent. It's just like, they're still stuck in they're They're stuck in the past. And like, we've, we've evolved, but we're not there. Nobody acknowledges the evolution of, you know, American society and how we deal with racial, you know, relationships yeah. and shit. I do think about that a lot though. Like, you know, being black in America, it's like, Cause I can, I can pick up on when I, you know, like, like new, you know, new people that I meet, I can, I can always, I can always tell what people are thinking and a, a very, 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 very large percentage of black people that I meet, I can tell that in their mind, there's like just this small veil where they're looking and they're like, is this dude a racist? Like, and they just like, you, you know, it takes 10 seconds to get through it where they're like, okay, he's cool. But like, yeah. they, you know, it's just like a, it's like a defense mechanism that is on autopilot for them where they're just like, let me just make sure that I'm not dealing with some, you know, racist. Because, I, I mean, think about how think about how, like, emotionally impactful that would be if you if you dealt with like one to two real incidents of like just overt racism in your direction when you were younger, you know, like, uh, you know, people following you around stores, shit like that. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Fuck these people, man. Yes. And that would like burn into your psyche to where, you know, for the rest of your life, you'd yeah. be a little suspicious. And uh, yes. And that's, it's like, I heard you talking about, um, it's not going to lick itself, that, yeah. the drag show and, and the sexual, like the sexual instance, like, um, encounter, not encounters, but when you were first exposed to like sex, when you were a kid, you were talking about how you woke up in a hotel and, uh, your parents were watching this movie and there was like, a, yeah, that's, you know, the, I guess it, that was like a, a rape or a sex scene. A of real, gay guys. You've never seen the accused with Jodie Foster. No, it's actually a really good movie. It's about, you know, it's about like a woman who says that she was gang raped in this bar um, and, and they, you know, they convict the guys who did it, but then it's like ultimately going after the rest of the room that were like cheering them all on. And ooh. at the end, you get the very end, you get like the, like, the, this is what actually happened. And it is the gnarliest rape scene ever, dude. Like, and I remember, I remember it. I fucking can tell you every single second of that scene. Cause I was eight, you know, watching yeah. it, pretending like I was asleep in a hotel room. Just like, <laughs> exactly. Like, like if you watch, if you watch that movie, fucking imagine watching that when you're eight years old, dude, you'll just be like, Whoa, dude. I feel like I was eight and I, and I somehow was in the room because we were watching the Revenge of the Nerds. Like, I think my parents were watching it or something. And at the very end, there was like a lot of 
sex scenes, but at the end, the nerd gets the girl, and he's yeah, like, yeah. Do it, like whatever. And I, that's very clear in my mind, like the color of the room and his face and expression. Yeah, they're on the, they're, they're on the in the moon, like it's like the water yep. moon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so you're Are all nerds as good as you. He's like, yeah, it's all jocks think about his sports, and all nerds think about his sex. That is a damn, dude. That's a good, that's, that's way, that's a little bit, yeah, that's better than I remember it. But my, and then my dad took me to the movie theater sometime around that age. I might've been like 13, but, and I saw the crying game. Did you ever see I've that? Ne- I, I know, I know what the reveal is, but I've never seen it. Yeah. He like falls in love with the girl, but she ends up being trans. And then he ends up kind of just going, I think he ends up like staying with her, which, you know, to each his anal. Yeah. Wow, what a mind fuck that would be. Like, it's like if I if if like man, if I fell for Gabrielle like I did, and then you know, fucking three months in, she's like, I know we've been taking it slow, but by the way, I have a dick. Like, Wait, really? How was that fucking how'd I miss that? Oh my god. Yeah, I probably have to do out, but I would feel bad. Yeah, that would be yeah. that would be a tough call. I mean, if she looked exactly the same as Gabrielle, just plus a dick, that's a that's a tough call. If I, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, hey, yeah, I mean, like uh, you never know. Yeah, uh, speaking of that, did you see the the thing that I haven't done a video about this yet, but I'm definitely going to today probably. Did you see the uh, Postmates com- uh, the Postmates commercial called uh, the Bottom Menu? No, dude, tell me. Here's the thing like, this stuff for me, like, if we're talking about kind of healing, healing society, and I'm gonna try to word this in a way where I'm not gonna make myself sound like a, a bad person because I'm not that. It's like, to me, the same way that I described how I interact with my black friends, like, I never even think, like, I don't, I don't, good person that I like having it out with that we laugh together, cool, like, common yes. interest, cool, like, you know, for that's, that's what I'm looking at. And gay, straight, same, mm-hmm. like same exact. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. care. Trans even, I, mm-hmm. you know, I don't care. Agreed. Agreed. The stuff that turns me into where I start feeling a kind of way where I'm like, man, I've actually never felt like this before. Where like, I actually have negative feelings in that direction is like that drag show, like the drag yes. show with, with a bunch of children and they're having them stick dollars down their pants and stuff. Mm. And I'm like, dude. Okay. So like, do you think that that has, and let me, I'll tell you about the, the Postmates thing. So the Postmates thing, they did this commercial called the, uh, the bottom menu. Okay. Postmates is, is like Uber eats. It's food delivery. Mm-hmm. The bottom menu is a commercial they did where they talked about specific foods that they recommend for bottoms. So that when they get, we're allowed to say whatever on the podcast. Yeah, go ahead. Ass fucked. Yes, like they uh, they've eaten food that will make that as clean a process as possible. They're like going through. They're talking about like the different foods and how they break down in your body and shit. And it's specifically so wow. you can have a clean anal sex process. I literally looked at this and I was like, "This shit is just fucking deviancy." Like, th- th- like this is on this is a a. Qu- it would would it be any different if they were like. Oh, hey, like, are you a porn star, you know, girl that likes getting fucked up your ass? Well, if you are, here's the special menu that we suggest that you eat before a nice hard session of just getting pounded out. 
up your ass. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, Why whether whether it's gay or straight. Yeah, like it's it's just disgusting deviancy shit. You think I want to think about that when I'm ordering fucking food? <laughs> that's your that's your Pride Month. That's that's your contribution to Pride Month. It's wow. like. So again, it's like, and I was saying this uh, the other day, it's like, look, if my next door, like if we had new neighbors, they move in and it's a dude and some other guy and they're like, yeah, we're roommates. And then a week later, they're all, it's actually my husband. And I'd be like, cool, we're barbecuing on Saturday. You guys want to come over? Totally. Next door neighbor, like, oh, you know, my wife, she actually was born a dude. She's trans. I'd be like, awesome. You guys want to, let me actually ask you a handful of questions. Just make sure that you're like a normal person. Do you want to babysit my kid? I don't care. You know, you're not going to take him to a fucking drag show, right? No. Right. What? You know? Okay, cool. Straight person moves across the street and is a person who shares the Postmates th- thing on their on their Instagram and tells, and I'm like, let me just ask you, so you want to babysit our kids, let me ask you a question. How many genders are there? Well, there's a <laughs> number of fucking genders, okay? Fuck you. You can't watch my kid. Don't come anywhere near us. Like, exactly. it's not about lifestyle. It's about this stupid fucking ignore reality and also this like promotion of this deviant weird shit like why is it how is it gay pride to have kids sticking money down the pants of a fucking grown man wow dressed Touché. like a girl how, how is that gay pride yeah drag your kids to pride drag i mean pride. it's not gonna lick itself you have to yeah. plug, like i said in the video you have to that's a neon light like you have to yeah. plug that in Right. Like that, they don't. That's not plugged in overnight. They they unplug that every night when they close. So right. like they go in there. They're opening a restaurant. They're all, oh, we're having kids in. They're all, hey, should we plug in the neon light that says, uh, you know, that's a reference to fucking oral sex? They're like, well, of course, of course. Right, you of course. Plug that in. Why would we not? It's like I don't know. You're gonna have a bunch of six year olds here. They're all well. They need to learn about oral sex sometime, right? May as well. No. Grown men dressed as chicks with g strings open for their dollars. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, there should be like a, I mean, I don't know what the proper age to introduce that type of thing is, but I think it, it's not six. And I guess it should be a parental thing, but, or, or with, you know, if you find out about like sex and stuff with your friends, like the porn mags or, or, you know, pornos or something, when you feel like you're of the right age, I think to be, you know, you start being curious about it. Exactly. So you like look for it. You seek not, it out versus your parents. Yes bringing you to a place and like like that's the thing is i i saw this thing uh i saw them they were going to introduce legislation that made it illegal for kids to go to drag shows and i'm like okay guys <laughs> like i think legislation might be a bit much i think that we right. could just, we could just go with the public shaming and yes. we're like hey you're a fucking weirdo deviant parent the thing is that just emboldens them like it really does it's like like the more you uh the more that you say, like, why the fuck would you bring your kid to a thing like that? They're like, I'm sorry, what did you say, big? Right. And they're like, let's right. double down. Let's have the let's have them naked at the next one because because tolerance. And you're like, right. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's compare our kids at age 28. Let's see how. <laughs> let's see what your fucking kid is doing, and let's see what mine is doing, and let's see which is the right. You go and be a single mom, you know, because you don't need a man. You work, do whatever you're going to do, or live off the government. Do whatever the fuck you're going to do. Bring your kid to fucking pride, you know, drag shows when they're six, seven. Tell them they can be whatever gender they want. Tell them that the world owes them a favor. Tell them they don't need to be disciplined. They don't need to worry about anything. Like, it's all, the, the world needs to be whatever they want them to be. 
And then let's right. see if our fucking kids is on psych meds when they're 28 and is unemployed. Let's see because how the world the world's not bending to their will or whatever. Where and they should be teaching like success principles about like how to achieve your dreams. They're so everything is so focused on race and sex and these things that we don't really have that much control over. We can just if but what we do have control over that you can be taught. You should be exposed to these principles of achievement not fucking your sexuality like the focus on that is just it's it's i don't know that it, i don't think it's healthy i think it's just a distraction again yeah. the media the cia it's like mental yes. warfare yep and it's and I, I if i i i can't i can't get myself to a place where i believe it's coincidence that all of the the big agenda issues that are being driven on that side lead to less people, like you know less less people, less wow. reproduction, you know, wow. abortion all the way up to fucking nine months, you know. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and and look at hey hey guys, look, you know, this is a much better way to live. You're like, well, I mean, that's if they end, if my daughter ends up being a lesbian, like, and it is what it is. Like I'm gonna love her the same, but like. If she ends up with a girl, can they have kids? They're like, well, of course not. I'm like, is that important to you? They're all, it's not important to me. I'm like, well, what if what if it's important to her and she's not actually a lesbian and you've just implanted all this weird shit in her mind to where she goes into that phase of life thinking that that's a cooler way to experience these things. It's like. Yeah, I'm going to be rewarded if I go down this path, whereas yeah. I'm going to be, you know, not really as ex- cool as i if i'm just a straight white male or female i i really like to tell myself that if i would have been growing up in california just like like right where i was and i was a 16 year old at this point that regardless of all this shit there is no fucking way that i would have bought into this shit i would have still been an athlete that was like okay there's more of them but they're fucking weirdos over there yeah, I really, I really don't think that there. I don't think there's enough propaganda in the world to get me to be like trying to figure out a way where I can fucking put a letter on what my sexuality is. I'd be like, no, I think I'm still going to try to fuck cheerleaders. You know, like yeah, you know. yeah. I was, you know, I was watching. I kind of like the Kardashians. Sorry, I'm inspired by the the hustle and the, the growth and everything. Yeah. They're fucking killing it. And I, Kim was telling a story about how she was walking through the garage one day. The mom was out of town, Chris. And, and so Kim's walking through the garage and she finds Bruce dressed up in like full regalia, heels, wig, dress. This is, this is before. Yeah. This was like, Kim was like 26 and she's like 40 now. So, and, and, and so, and Kim caught him like that. Kim caught him like that. And, and, Caitlin or Bruce said, uh, don't tell Chris. She will not know how to like take this. Talk about a shock to the system that you won't ever forget. Yeah. But, and then I I thought to my, like, I never, I don't know. I I, I never tried on my mom's heels. I never tried on a dress and I never wanted to, you know what I mean? So gender dysphoria is a real thing. Like some people really have it. Yeah. And I believe that that's why, that's why, there isn't an automatic association with being trans and also being fucking crazy and thinking there are 300 genders. Did you watch like, cause like, again, like dude, Bruce Jenner, or I'm sorry, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, it, whatever, you know, <laughs> is, a, is like, a, is totally normal. 
Like I watched, I watched her playing golf with like the, you know, with the Nelk boys. She's nice. Like, no, she's just, she's just trans. I, I just like her. The weirdest things about it is like you just, it's like they just, and then also Joe Rogan just had that that Navy Seal on that that you know the Navy Seal that is trans now. Oh no way! No, I need to, and, I need to uh, listen to that. And and she's super fucking smart. You know, like it's just exactly it's basically they're like the exact same person. It's just they have this this bug in them where they're like, I don't know what it is. It's like, I mean, it's 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 a really fucking bizarre condition, to be honest. Yeah, no, that would be like super harsh to be trapped in a body that you felt you weren't supposed yeah. to be in. And I could I could, I could I, like I can't identify, but I could kind of imagine how fucked up that would be. Yeah. And, you know, and I can I sympathize. I, I, you know, we I, I interviewed Blair White. She's awesome. She's um, awesome. There's a dude in our town here, uh, Austin, I think his name is. I forget his name, actually. But well, You're in Austin? Uh, no, his name is Austin. I'm in Colorado. Oh. Uh, yeah, you're in Austin. Yeah, yeah. Did you come? Where did you move? Did you move from California? I fled California. What part did you live in? I've Orange lived, County? Well, we lived in the Bay Area when, like, before oh, we okay. moved out here. But I, we, lived in, we got married in San Diego. We lived in San Diego for like six years. Okay, because I lived in Orange County. I went to high school there and got arrested there a few times as a kid. And Orange County, play- awesome. yeah. And I played basketball there, you know, in high school and whatnot. And then when you said you played basketball, I think we probably had. Oh, a- I didn't play. I didn't play basketball. Oh, you didn't play basketball. No, you no, were just no, talking no. shit. Yeah, I thought you said you when you liked the Jordans. I thought there was like I a like Jordans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like Jordans. No, I played. Uh, I played soccer, baseball. I basically played everything except. Actually, I didn't play football either. I played. Uh, I played soccer, baseball, tennis. Tennis, swam. I played tennis. Then later, uh, I you know did some like you know I fought like trained to fight and all that stuff. But like um, that was actually after high school though. Yeah, me too. Like, out of here, nor there. But like, um, but yeah. So you played. So you played hoops in Orange County. Yeah, and I was I was horrible, but I made the team a couple of times. I ended up getting arrested my junior year, so I never played again. And then I moved to Georgia my senior year, back like um, something like in Middle Georgia, and I was going to Peach County High School. And the whole team they were above six foot tall, like six six, black, athletic. There was one white dude, and he was like six three, Drew, and I was I was, I was like I'm not even gonna try. Plus, I had. I used to play so much that I'd like to the point where I like broke my ankles because I would, I feel like my mind was stronger than my body and I would just keep playing and keep playing and roll my ankle, get back up, play more, roll it again, make it worse. You know, it's just, I was, I get this when I'm into something, you know, I just go like I'm addicted. It's like a, a, I'm a junkie for, and basketball was one of those things right now. It's, it's chess. I like chess. Oh, really? I play like Dude, so I much. Fucking chess, man. I, I've been playing it a lot, but like, uh, you know, I just play, I play online and it's fun. Yeah, like, me too. You know, I know, I know basic strategy enough to where, enough to where I can look like I kind of know what I'm doing, but I'm not good, you know? Yeah. But it's just, it, but now I'll play it to the point where I'm like, I can't even see straight anymore. And I, I'll, my brain will be so tired and I'll lose like a, bunch of games in a row and i'm like okay i gotta stop or i'm gonna ruin my score and shit because you have yeah, a ranking with my business partner ed byers he's the uh the master chief from seal team six and he's that's one of the one of the ways that i learned how poor i actually was at chess is not we didn't even play we just started it was right when i really got into it and i was in dc with him and uh 
and we were talking chess and I just asked him a couple like methodology questions and his answers told me, I'm like, Oh, I'm not good at chess at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that there is, I have a 0% chance of beating him just based on how he answered that fucking question. You know, he's one of these eight moves ahead, you know? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I have my days. I think it's kind of like every dog has its day. You can win a game on any given Sunday, like on, on days where I'm on, I will, I will murder everybody, but there's days where I'm just like in a, it's something like a mental fog or whatever. And it's just like, fuck, how did I not see that move? And it, Michael Malice says it's, it's, it's like the stupidest game in the world, which I think he just doesn't play. Yeah. I think, I feel like he's just being, what are you drinking there? An energy shot. Okay. Um, no, if you want to promote anything, but he, yeah, I think he's such an intellectual. I think it's something where if he, he can't, if he's lost a game, it would like crush his, his ego. And he has such a huge, huge ego. He can't stand to lose something. That's funny. That's hilarious. No, promote you know, so, dude, I've been getting, I've been I've, like, I've been having these, uh, these companies reach out to me that just send me product. I get this revolver watch. This is, ooh. this thing is sick, dude. It's, um, uh, they like they do watches that are designed after like revolvers like so they like design like the watch. a gun yeah so it's like, like, a, like yeah so like the the watch face is, looks like a like a six shooter uh revolver it's yeah. like dude, it's it's waterproof down to like a thousand meters or some shit like that yeah. you sent me a text the other day and you were super proud of it i was like i love okay. it dude. yeah yeah yep. <laughs> I've, got this, I've got this other like this because the companies hit me up all the time but like I'm not like, I'm not going to have them send me gear unless I think it's going to be something I would like put my name on. And these, I was like, Oh yeah, I'll do that for sure. I've got this ring coming. This guy makes these incredible rings, dude. They're like, it might be too much for me to actually wear. Cause they're like these huge beefy, like, like the, like bikers will fucking love them, dude. I'll see if I can pull it off. You know, it's like my whole thing's going to be like a, you know, like one of those like Dia Dia de los Muertos, Skulls. Idea de la muertos. Yeah, they have the dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but you're so you're getting people reaching out to you. Your channel's growing. You got Jesse on fire. Jesse on everything. Into the fire with Gabriella. Is it Gabriella? Gabriella. Yeah. Oh, no A. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I thought about into the fire with Ga- like into the fire with Gabby and Jesse. Like so, and, and like. I have to like kind of be specific with that. Cause like when you first, you know, it's like W slash. So into the fire W slash Gabby G A B I they'll find it just because like, I forgot, like I hadn't launched a new channel in about probably, I don't know, 18 to 20 months or something like that. And I forgot, like when you launch a new channel, it's, I mean, you're crickets fucking don't exist. And I mean, you know, I was like, we, we got to, uh, let me see if we launched it, uh, couple days ago we're at about 1400 yeah about 1400 subscribers damn already yeah but that's all we're just pushing people from from you know uh, fire and then she's got uh she's got thirty thousand followers on instagram too so nice but yeah like but it yeah i mean like if you like if we don't you know if we didn't if we didn't have those channels you know like we would i'd put it up there it'd be like three views you know, right but, no, Yeah. When I do my lives, I'm like, why am I doing this? I actually almost like last week we didn't release an episode because the guy that I had planned, he had like these technical difficulties and I was just like, 
what am I doing? I'm like spinning my wheels. Like I've been doing, I've been doing this podcast for four years and then I had had another one before that, you know? And so like on and off for like 10 years doing podcasts and stuff and the numbers don't kind of add up to the effort, but I do it because it's like a passion project. I get to talk to badass motherfuckers like yourself. Dude, it's the best. Yeah, I know. So it's, it's, it's really, really, really hard to build a channel that is long form content. It's, I, I mean, like it's the, it, I think, I think of, of all the like, you know, kind of ways that people create and post content that's really, really common. I think the long form podcast is the hardest one to build just because people don't a lot of click on things that are an hour and 30 minutes unless yeah. they know what it is. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, and, and here's the other thing I was going to, cause I was going to say like, you know, I, I maybe have the people that you have on post a clip of their podcast on their channel, which I would of course do. Okay. But, uh, Thank you. But even that, like, like I went, so I did an interview with Sammy the bull, you know, like, uh, and yeah. this is when we first started uh, Jesse on everything. Wow. And, cool. and they were like, so what do you want us to do with it? And like, I could have either taken the interview myself and put it on my channel or had him post it on his channel. And I had him post it on his channel. And in hindsight, like, I don't know, for some reason, I always, I always thought like, if you get on other people's channel, that is going to be a thing that drives a bunch of traffic to you for some reason. And it's like, I mean, it, I, I, you know, I don't know. I think, I think I got more legs out of the clips that I took from it and put them on my own channel, but I don't, I don't know, man. It's like, it's all fucking crap shoot, dude. It's like, isn't it? Yeah. It's so crazy. I interviewed Brandon Marino the last, so two weeks ago, he's fighting for the championship again. He just had it, you know, and everyone loves him. He, whatever we talked about, like, so he was like, I don't like Chael Sonnen. And he, he said like, that. Yeah. What he said? He said he was talking, Chael was talking shit about him after the last Figueredo fight. And he, you know, and nobody likes when somebody, talk, he, and he ended up kind of, backtracking a little bit but he you know he didn't like that and there was a couple of i thought we talked about peds we talked about, i thought some it was a pretty good conversation that might get some traction 25 25 views yeah but that's but what it is is like so for that particular that one what you should do is you should go and find the most grabby kind of like call it six minute segments like yes. get where he talks shit about chill yes clip that post that itself yeah super fucking clickbait title yes. you know brendan moreno says <laughs> like whatever he said like the most but like i'm being serious like i because like what i did in the mma in the combat sports space is fucking yes. impossible like there's like there's no one who's just some asshole who has a room and a camera no history in the fucking MMA space and gets to where I did in two years. Like the shit doesn't happen. And I like, so yeah. when I tell people like, this is how you do it. Like, I'm not saying it from like, I'm guessing, I'm telling you, this is exactly what you knew. I'm going to so, do what you just said. I promise. Shameless about clickbait. Like you need, okay. I, like, you can't, you can't have even one fucking inkling <laughs> of like, ah, that's a little bit clickbaity. As long as you're not lying about what's in there. Right. Make it the most sensational shit ever. I mean, that's that's what drives the entire media apparatus. All of it. That's why people are like, oh my God, they said that fucking, you know, Bill Clinton did blah, 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 blah. And I get, I get caught up in that too. And then I realize I'm like, well, 
I mean, you took a clip where, uh, you know, like Markel said, blah, blah, blah. And you said Markel declares war against the UFC, you know, just to make it as grabby as possible. But like for Moreno, anytime any of these guys talk shit, especially if they talk shit about someone who's big. Yeah. Think of the most sensational way to, to frame it and then boom, post it. And then also, uh, I don't know. I like, I, I'm a big, big believer in like the thumbnail having one big, bold statement. And then, like, yes. uh, and then a, uh, you know, I'm kind of up picture. in the air about whether I should put my picture on my thumbnails. Like, cause I did that. I did that for the new channel because I want people to see and know it's us, you know, like me and Gabrielle, mm-hmm. but um, I'm thinking about doing it for Jesse on fire now too. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's we're, we've been playing around with the different thumbnails and I'm glad you, thank you so much for that advice. I was actually going to ask you a couple of things like how you come up with your topics. Oh my God. Oh, well the topics. So the topics, like I have a pretty, pretty good feel for what videos will perform. Right. And then, so it's basically like the process is like this. It's like, I know what videos will perform well. But it has everything to do. It has nothing to do really with what I'm going to talk about. Cause I can make anything sound halfway interesting. Yes. It's all about how I can frame the story. Like, that's it. That's all it is. It's like, how can I, how can I take, like, there's only a handful of guys that you can, that you can make the video about and it perform well, you know, like literally, like if you go through, you'll look, you're like, Jesus, he does every single video on about 15 guys, every single one. Like there's like, cause the, if I do it on uh, these other guys, like no one will click. No on clicks. It. Right. No one will click on it. So like, it's like, uh, so like as whoever's example, hot at the time, I, mas- exactly. I imagine. Yeah. And like so Joe Rogan is obviously yeah. anytime it's Joe Rogan. Rogan's good. Shab is, is good. Like John Jones, pretty good. John Jones is good. Nate Diaz, George Masadal, Connor, um, Colby. Colby. Yeah. Colby's good. Yeah. Francis is Francis depending on, on what it is. Um, but I mean, I've basically done no videos about the UFC that's coming up on tonight because I know none of them will perform. It's like, I mean, I could do, I could do like a preview video or whatnot, but like, yeah. and I actually really do need to start doing that because, because I've gone so hard on just like the sensational stories I know will, will perform because I was growing the channel that now it's just almost not even my brand to talk about the fights. And I fucking love talking about the fights. Dude, well, and I don't want to talk too much about them because it's coming on tonight and this is coming out on Monday, but Yuri, whatever his name is, is a freak. He looks a badass. He looks so like cool. Like his style is very fun. I, but it's possible that Glover could beat him, just grab him and, and muscle him. I don't have know. You seen, have you actually looked at his fucking record? Like, no. look at look at this, dude. This is this is fucking bananas. So, hang on. All I no think I, I think I can share my screen, right? Uh, yeah. If if you have that button down there, I do. Hang on. So, this is this is is unreal. Okay. So, boom. Um, boom, boom, boom. All right. So check this out. Look at this guy's, look at this guy's, uh, look at his record. Whoa. First round knockout, first round knockout, third round knockout, first 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 round knockout. 
decision. First round knockout, first round. Oh, wait, this is a loss, but first round knockout, 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 first. I mean, what he did to Dominic Reyes was, yep. and Dominic almost beat John. I thought Dominic beat John Jones in their fight, and maybe we could debate about that. But when he fucking did that to Dominic Reyes, I was like, "Oh fuck, this guy's for real." He yeah, is, he is the real deal, man. And like the, but yeah, when I looked at that, when I looked at his record, I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> but there is such an enormous gap in the grappling, though. Like if Glover. If Glover can get inside of the, you know, many shots that will put him to sleep if he gets caught with him and can just grab a hold of him, he's going to, like, Glover will win. I mean, it's just like, it's that simple. Like, Glover's Glover's grappling is so superior to his. But he has life. to watch out for that knee. Yeah. Oh, he needs to watch out for the elbows, punches, oh, kicks. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He's really careful. It, uh, like, betting on it to, to end in the first round. Actually, what I would say is, Betting on it to go past the second round, I believe, is certainly an underdog, like a, a big one. Yeah, I could see that. I'm excited for Joanna and Zhang. Me too. Yeah, that'll be fun. Me too. I think Joanna's going to win. I, I, I want her to win because I want a, a potential trilogy because that was such a good fight. And I love Joanna. She's so fun. You want, a huh? well, you want a trilogy between those two? So those two, but also I want Joanna to fight Rose again because I'm like, how did she lose to Rose? I mean, Rose is great. I'm sorry, I'm, we love. Her. I know, like badly. Dude, she had Rose, not, like not Rose is vicious, man. But Joanna's so fast. I mean, that's the speed. Yeah. You're, you, Rose is like real, like slow and calculating, and like pop, 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 and where Joanna's like like yeah. rapid. But Rose is a surgeon, and her foot. It's Apparently. Rose's footwork is how she, is why she's so good, dude. It's, she's yeah. like. Uh, She's all over the place. It's, 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 ter- I mean, the way that that last fight went is so like, ter- cause I've been a, dude, I've been a huge Rose fan forever. Right. Oh, I know. Oh, right. And right. I met her and Pat the night before that fight, like where we wrapped no. up on FaceTime for like 30 minutes. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like, so I was so nervous. I was like, cause I knew we were like, we were going to hang out after the fight. And then, <sighs> and then like, you know, we were staying at the same hotel and stuff. And then like, uh, and then that happened and she, you know, I, I texted Pat. I was like, how's she doing? He's like, She's not happy. Uh, oh my god, that was such a horrible fight. She should have won though. Like in my, I mean, in my opinion, it's like, yeah. It, it, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't it, know. yeah, it's debatable because of the takedowns. I mean, it. I don't know what is considered a takedown anymore because, like, I thought she got taken down like four times, but then Joe and the John and Anik and them are like saying like there wasn't a takedown, but I was like, but she got. Put down, but she got right back up. Yeah, yeah. So that I don't, I don't know how they score that because there was that thing with uh, Colby and uh, and Usman too, where Usman supposed he's never been taken down. Then the last fight, Colby took him down, but he literally was. I mean, he he was on his knees and hands for legitimately like one to two seconds, and then just popped yeah. back up. So I don't know. I don't know how he's. To me, that's not a takedown. Like okay. You didn't, I mean, to me, I don't I don't know. Know. yeah, no, that's fine. I just need to know what's considered yeah. a takedown. Like, cause if you could, if, if you knock them down, that's different. Obviously that's for sure. You hit them. They went down, you rush them like Goldberg, take them down, but they get right back up. That doesn't count. Fair enough. Um, I just think like, I don't, it, 
it depends on like uh it's like if someone just like does like a flash like shot and they get someone down and they hop right back up then that, I don't think that's anything. I think that's almost like someone throwing a big haymaker and missing, you know, but like, yeah. but if someone has a hold of a guy, you know, has an underhook and then flips around to their back and they've, they've, you know, they've got their arms around their back and they're like picking them up and dipping them. The other person keeps popping back up, but they're, they're defending it from a, a vastly inferior position for a longer period of time. Then that I look at, I'm like, you know, whether or not it's a takedown is irrelevant, but the guy who has the back, you know, yeah, I'm talking without hooks in and all that. Like, you know, they're just holding them and they're trying to take them down. Right. Like that to me is meaningful as it relates to scoring the fight because they've gotten themselves to a, a dominant position and they're trying to take them down versus yeah. just control. Yeah. Having their back. Yeah. That's a huge thing. I, we're coming up on time here. Um, but there was one other thing I wanted to talk about and it was, I've got, Brad, I've, got, I've got time too. Oh, you're the best. Um, but I, I have a little bit of time. We're going to go do this thing. We opened up a store in Woodland Park. If you guys are ever, ever in Woodland Park, Colorado, come check out the Sheath store. And they're doing uh, like a block party type, um, whatever, community fair thing in our in our center. So we're going to Are go. you guys thinking about like launching any other, any other, um, any other products like, like shorts or anything like that? Or it, we are, but we do, you know, we obviously specialize in the underwear yeah. and that uh, we've had, I want to make some just like hiking kind of board. We have board shorts. I should send you, we have just some sheath, like roll their board shorts, but they're for jujitsu, but you could surf in them. Oh, nice. That's yeah. My business partner, my other business partner. So Ed Byers is one of my business partners. And then uh, we've, we're launching this huge NFT project uh, like next probably next week. And, the, and we, and we just launched a, like kind of an, a, a parallel cryptocurrency, which in the middle of crypto winter is up 600%. Just Ooh, yeah. Crypto winter is killing me. I'm down like 30 G's and I'm not loving it. Dude, let me see. Like I was saying to like, I have uh so when, when Davos, when they said that, when they said that, you know, what was going to happen with crypto, I sold it all. I mean, I, <sighs> I've, I've gotten, you know, I've gotten paid in Ethereum, maybe, I don't know, call it 10, 12 grand since then. But like, but I sold all of my whole, like just because these people run the world and they're always, exactly. like, if they say there's going to be a pandemic. There's going to be a pandemic. If they say crypto is going to crash. Crypto is going to crash. Like, they're right. just, but it's not going to crash forever. Yeah. It's, I, it's fucking greedy, dude. Like they're, I they're, sold when Elon said it was going to, and then I, and I, I avoided like a $30,000 loss because I had a Bitcoin and it went all the way. But then, uh, I ended up buying back and cause it was going fluctuating and now I'm kind of like in the, I'm in too deep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, all, if, I mean, unless you need the money. Yeah. Just, I'm just going to hold it's, it. It's, it's definitely going to go back up. And it's mostly Bitcoin and Ethereum that I have. I have a couple that's other well, shit coins. I yeah, have that and challenge coin and that's it. Is that your coin? The challenge coin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's like, it's like, uh, Rob O'Neill, you know, from SEAL Team 6, mm-hmm. um, you know, a guy named Russ who's like really heavy into the crypto space. Kaj Larson, also a really prominent Navy SEAL. Jeff Gum, my business partner on the NFT one, uh, Navy SEAL. Ed Byers, SEAL Team 6 Master Chief, also on the NFT one. And so like we were, uh, so we were, you know, we we're doing the, the Frogman NFT launch, which is coming up and like, it is here. I will give yeah, you... Let me show you this just because you know what I'll do actually for the very first time, I will show Ooh. something publicly that, uh, 
cool. no one else has seen no one else has seen yet so like i'll just show you let me do this actually i'll show you the website and that's it because um but yeah we're going to announce very very shortly and like you i mean just all all it'll take is anybody just just looking at the website and they're going to be like oh wow this is going to be so this is this is our this is our site those that that's a that's a boat full of bored apes uh, i won't <laughs> I mean, this is obviously a much larger. This is a much longer video uh, that we're that we're going to release, but that's a rocket being propelled in the direction of a uh, a yacht full of board apes. Uh, <laughs> you know what's cool? Yeah, like the guys that did um, the movie theaters and uh, it's five, it's a five billion dollar NFT project. Board apes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. They're, know. Well, I was thinking. I was thinking of the guys that. The dudes that did like the GameStop, where they they were called like apes or something. I thought, but mm, the board the board apes is like the most successful NFT project, and so like so we're the frogmen because Navy SEALs. Nice, I'm loving it. Uh, I, 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 I Challengecoin. The website is challengecoin.io. Beautiful. We'll oh, put yeah, a link. The, right, the Challengecoin, I think. Hang on. I'm embarrassed that I don't know that off the top of my head. Well, is it the Facebook or is it Facebook? Exactly. Uh, everything is uh, everything is moving to IO. Okay. What is like all that all the new stuff is? Yeah, thechallengecoin.io. Beautiful. That's the new. That's there. New hot, that's the new hot shit right now. Uh, revealed here, first time. We got a debut. I like it. We got a scoop. Yeah. I like getting yeah. scoops. Um, yeah. Damn it. Okay, so. Like five more minutes. We're going to end it on another like juicy one though. Give it to me. Like how about those coward cops? I wrote some stuff down. Oh yeah. They didn't, they didn't fucking go into the, like the shoot, the active shooting thing. And I was thinking like they killed some kids too. It looks like, Oh my, well, I didn't, I didn't know that because in, like, the, or, or at the very least that's what the rumor is, is why they're not cooperating is because they may have killed some kids, but um, um, I have, I, I'm, I'm less as crazy as it sounds like that's an insane situation. Yeah. And if, your, if your intention was to go in there and save children and an accident happened in a situation yes. where there's already been over a dozen kids murdered. Yeah. I don't, I don't judge them for that. You know, like they're, but so, okay. So like, so the question I guess is like, what are, what are my thoughts on them not going in? Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So like, so I, I, I really make an effort because of everything that we talked about with the media where, you know, and the clickbait, all that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. culminate that together or, uh, you know, combine all that together. And basically what you have is, is, you know, what the driving force behind all these stories is. And it's like, if they have a little nocturne they can grab onto that people will click on, they're going to run with it, just like I do, right? So it's like if they've got, you know, the police waited 90 minutes to go into the room when yeah. the children, yada, yada. That's uh, emotional parents, emotional country. That's a big one that people will grab a hold of. Yeah. I did initially too. And I'm like, how? And then so you read the, the, the details of the story. It's like, 
they followed the guy in there. Like they, they were chasing him. Okay. So they were on site from the second that he starts shooting. How on earth could that happen? You know? Mm-hmm. So if you, but when you kind of look a little deeper into it, like they took fire initially, right? Like he, uh-huh. he was shooting at them. Now, police officers carry guns around. Does that mean that they are actually prepared to take fire for the first time to actually have bullets fired in their direction? Like a lot of them, especially this is like the, the school district police department. Like, yeah, you might carry a gun, but if you're a person who went into that profession because you're wired for combat, that's not the department that you join, you know, but, but so when I really try to dissect that 90 minutes though, okay, how long would it take you to knock off 19 defenseless people who are unarmed and not trying to fight back 30 seconds? Right. You know? Yeah. So like, so it is possible that what happened was they, you know, what something happened to where they took cover, he's going bang, 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 you know, whoever, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and then they think, and he stops shooting. And they think that they're in a hostage situation or a, uh, uh, you know, a, a barricaded suspect. Okay. Because I was, in all honesty, I was all on board with what the fuck with these guys. Right, doing. right, and right. Out with uh, Steve Hargett, who's uh, my jujitsu coach and you know, world champion, and a you know an extremely experienced combat guy from you know the Marine Corps. And he was saying, he's like, don't listen to anything the media says. It's all bullshit. He's like, it's okay. all bullshit. And I said, I'm like, yeah, but like, if you've got kids in there and you've got, call it three cops, like, yeah, one of you guys might, might go down, but if three of you guys kick that door, you're going to get that guy. He's like, bullshit. He's like, he's like, if I'm in there, you could, you could line up two dozen of them and none of them are getting me. He's like, I'll like, I'll just run through all two dozen of them. Right. That's fair, I guess. But the guys, you know, he's an 18 year old kid. He's not a fucking, you know multi-tool like private security like human fucking john wick that's like steve's like he's like the the real life john wick he's a you know he's a world he's the number one pound for pound masters two jiu-jitsu fighter in the world he was a muay thai fighter before he did jiu-jitsu and he's a you know he's a john wick combat guy so it's like okay well i don't think you're the best example for for that situation but nonetheless if the the fact that it was so long yeah has actually lend itself to that they at least believed that they were in a like a situation that was contained versus right. he's actively in there killing kids and they're just sitting there not doing anything. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I like at the same time there was a little girl who was calling nine one one and asking for them to come in. If I'm a cop and I know there's a, a a child in there that's alive and he's already and she's saying yeah there's a bunch of kids that are already dead I'm like laying in their blood dude I'm going in but I'm Ooh. I'm like I'm not police but I just know myself like there, there's a fucking 0% chance, zero fucking zero. I don't care. Like I would just tell the, the chief to his face. I'd be like, you're a fucking coward, dude. Like, right. I'm going in. Who's coming with me? And I might get killed high likelihood even, but like, but Did I you hear about the mom though, that ran in and like saved two of her kids from like different classrooms. They had like handcuffed this mom because she wanted to go in because nobody was doing anything. Supposedly this is all hearsay. And they ended up handcuffing her. She was like, um, just really resisting, like, let me in, let me in. And somebody said, let her out of the handcuffs. They let her out of the handcuffs. She runs in because 
and she was running to a different part of the school because she hears gunshots over here. She knows her kids are in these other classes. And I hope I'm not just totally make. I heard this from another podcast, but she went, got one kid, brings him out. They still hadn't gone in. The cops had, still hadn't gone in. So, and she, she knew her other kid was in this other part of the school, still was hearing gunshots. She went and gets hit. Her other kid pulls him out. And my wife was like, well, why didn't she get all the other kids that were there? And I'm, I was like, well, I don't know the answer to that, but like, why is this job? Yeah, true. And she's worried about her kids. And if it, come with me, if you're coming, I'm out of here. I'm getting, I got my girl or whatever. My son, I'm deuces. You guys can follow if you want. I'm not going to stick around and find out. Yeah. That's kind of, I, I was like, wow, that's pretty heroic on her part. And that's, that's just sheer mom and like, like parent parental instinct. That's what I'm saying. Like there, if I was on site armed or not, if, if my kids are in there, you are going to cuff me to something or I'm, or shoot me or I'm going in. Like there's just, yeah. there's absolutely no fucking, absolutely. Mm, of course. No, and when I say this is not, I'm not like, you know, Oh, I'd fuck that guy up. If like, I'm telling you 1000%, there is absolutely 100%. nothing that would keep me out you. of that school. Nothing. 100%. I know. They'd have to shoot me. Like, two like, little girls in the back, shoot me in the fucking back. I'm yeah. going to get my girls. Mm-hmm. And then like, because because in every second that I was not in there, I would know they were waiting for me to come get them. Wow. <sighs> that's yeah. tough. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. That's fucking so brutal. I mean, and yeah, the, what the parents, I couldn't even imagine. That would just be the worst thing ever. And um, But I was, and I, I had this, I was like, on like a, not psychedelic trip last night, but I was just like meditating. And I was like, the fucking Nazis we're taking meth and shit like give them and like in, in kamikaze pilots were flying their planes into, um, you know, whatever ships, um, give these fucking cops meth if that's what they need to go in there. Yeah. <laughs> that was my big idea. <laughs> dude, I think that's a good, one. they're like, how do we solve these fucking school shootings? Crystal meth, dude. Yeah. It'll Fuck make, it'll meth. make the, the cops will rush in there with no fear and you know, and yeah. they'll, fix the situation that's my how many daughters do you have you have uh, one just one yeah yeah so imagine her at age 10 uh yeah that's why i was waiting like, for you to come get choked her up. Yeah. yeah like waiting no, for you like that's all she's thinking is like my dad's gonna come get me that's the because mm. you know that is exactly what she'd be thinking like she would like she would be thinking like my dad's boy. where's my dad yeah yeah well if the cops fucking handcuffed me if the cops handcuffed me and she got got, mm. I, I would fucking kill them, dude. Yeah, I, I bet your fucking life on that. Like I would, because I would, like I, I would be in. There's nothing like this. I've thought about this a million times. That like, if if your kid got killed like that, nothing would ever fix it. Like, there's nothing no. you could do. Yeah, but it it, it would there, the like that hole in in your like like I would be capable of things that i'm not capable of now mm-hmm. you know or like where i, would, I just because i would i would be so emotionally polished that i like it would yeah. turn me into an incredibly dangerous person like because yeah. I was so so fucking sad you know not, yeah your whole you were like robbed of every of the most prized treasure you you know have or whatever and you can't, and it's not, it's nothing. You can never get it back. And it would be think about the feeling of like, when you've been uh, like, when if you get in like a fight or like you've been, or like, you know, where if someone has 
physically like restrained you or like thrown you on the ground or like fought you, whatever. And like, like, so they, 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 like they accosted you, mm-hmm. stuck a knee in your back and cuffed you in that situation. And then you couldn't go get like, I'd fucking kill him for sure. Like I, like it might not, not, might not be for five years. Mm-hmm. Like it, might, it, would, it would end up being like the result of just like years of like, like it's not easy for me to let go of things. Like if I really like have a real problem with a person and in that situation, it would erode at me until, and I would feel no better or worse about it afterwards. It's just like, it would be, it like had to a, be done. an irrational like thing. Like I, I wouldn't feel good about it. I just, and I don't know for sure that I would do it, but I think it's a high probability. I think I would lose my mind and probably do something irrational like that. Even though you couldn't bring her back. It's like, well, I don't give a fuck. You took her from me essentially. And I'm blaming you. And so you you handcuffed me and put your knee in my back when my daughter was facing down her potential, her, her future murderer. Mm. She was for me and I wasn't there because of you. Yeah, it's insane. We don't like there's just put that that's all smoke, it's all talk, it, but yeah, um cuz I don't even like saying stuff like that because it's yeah. like, so dark. But um so love the girls, we're very blessed. Oh. Thank God we have our lovely girls and uh yeah. we have you know, we'll, hopefully they raise this the limit of the gun ownership to 21. I think that's a, I I like your idea. I think that's the best idea I've heard honestly. So Yeah. Listen out there, motherfuckers. What the fuck yeah. are you doing? Do something. Yeah. Do something. Quit Why talking. You children? Dude, you know what's a really interesting thing to end on too is uh is do you watch JCS criminal criminal psychology? Mm-mm. So it's um it's a it's a fantastic channel on on YouTube. Um let me just make sure that I'm saying that uh so it's it's JCS, yeah, JCS criminal psychology. It has uh let me see how many it has a it has 5 million subscribers, Wow! but the one, the video that says what pretending to be crazy looks like that one is about that's So basically what the, what the video or what the channel is, is they get very, very famous cases, interrogation videos, and then they run through the interrogation and they stop and they explain the tactic. It's like, it's like written by a master interrogator. And so he's talking through the tactics and then he's talking through what the suspect is doing and all these different like behaviors. And that one, uh, what, what pretending to be crazy looks like has 62 million views. That's the Parkland shooter. So they have like, they have the interrogation of the Parkland guy the day that he did it. And they, and his, his angle was to pretend like he was crazy and hearing voices Uh and shit. And so the whole thing is, is exposing that he's faking it. And then also the, uh, you know, showing what the interrogators goals are and how they, you know, kind of drive the conversation. It's, it's fascinating. Dude. I'll, t- I'll text it to you right after this. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll watch it and then I'll do a, a little video on my opinion on that yeah. for some con- uh, I'm, continuity. I'm going to, I'm going to actually, well, I mean, here, I can, I can send it to you through the chat bro. here. Awesome. It's uh, but th- dude, this, this channel. Oh my gosh. You're going to be like, thank you for this the every there's there are no weak links dude every does your wife like it she does when she watches it yeah okay like, okay just kidding it's hard, it's hard to get her to watch documentaries but every time she watches one she's like they're like dude they do he does casey anthony he does uh he does dahlia deep 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 
he did the Stephanie Lazarus one, you know, the, the LAPD chick who got caught for murdering her ex-boyfriend's wife like 30 years ago. If you, if you haven't heard that story, it's fucking crazy. And oh they got her. She was like a, she was the head of the, uh, of the high-end stolen property department in LAPD. So she's like a big deal in the LAPD. And like 30 years prior, she had beaten an, uh, her ex-lover's wife to death with the butt of a gun. Like, just, <laughs> I mean, like, like, like brutally murdered this woman. And then they, they, they caught her on, they got her on DNA 30 years later. And then this is the interrogation video. And like, and she knows all the interrogation tactics. So it's this cat and mouse thing. It's fucking nice. I'll have to check that out. Well, thank you. I love a good recommendation. I love chatting with you. I want to keep going, but we have to end it. Rock and roll. Thank dude. you so much. I apologize for being late, man. That was, that's very uh, unlike me. I apologize. I, I, it was worth the wait and we definitely appreciate it. And I'd love to do it again. Not even, and I, but you're getting really busy. So we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll play know, we can by do it again. I, like, okay. When I say busy, it just means I'm, I might forget because I'm an idiot, but like I'm in dude. Yeah. I'm like three months. We'll get, we'll be back minimum, like right around there. So, cause I, I really enjoy these and, and I know my viewers do as well. Make sure you follow Jesse on fire, Jesse on everything, Jesse and Gabriella into the fire. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And um, then you drop that clip. Like I said, and he, Jesse on fire says he's murder the police. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, not right. that one. I'm not going to do you like that. But we'll get we'll get a good clip on here and and help and maybe send it to you and you can help. I will promote. We actually got probably most of our followers on my YouTube channel from your channel. So thank you everyone that follows. Really appreciate it. Hope you have a great weekend. Actually, it's Monday on here, so have a great week. Thank you, and, sir. Uh, we'll see you soon. Awesome, thank man. you, Jesse. Thank you. All right. Peace. Thank you.